time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gormor Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser. And joining me, as always, your Dark Lord of Knowledge, Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? And Big Johnny D. What's up, Gorehounds? And here to protect and serve as Detective Bob. Ooh. That still makes me laugh. I don't know why. We've gone up from <laughs> officer to detective. everybody. Yes. I like it. Next year, he can be a uh, lieutenant. Special agent. Oh. <laughs> special agent <laughs> Amo. He has to wear uh, glasses a- the yes. whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so guys today is january 4th 2021 the first episode of the new year but first you know what time it is it's time for your big johnny d what did you do well sir i rang in the new year with my small little family and it was very nice uh didn't go anything out crazy like that and pretty much just game till super uh late in the morning nice uh yes very nice um just been playing remnant i did pick up some stuff on steam uh as you can tell i've reorganized the desk a little bit so i went back to the older camera angle but get a little (laughs) bit wider of a shot (laughs) <laughs> Ooh. The cunt puncher 3000 i'm stealing oh, that brody. name brody i'm stealing that name that you know what i feel like that would be a name of a wrestler and back in wrestlemania 2000 on 64 i probably could have made oh no that's that's a finisher right there that is a finishing move. the cunt puncher 3000 the cunt puncher no, that's, 3000. No, no, that's when you're in the other room and you hear them going and you go cunt puncher oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no man i'll just other than that, just enjoy myself. Got all the Christmas decorations down. So we are fully back to norm out of the holidays, back to work. Uh, uh, <laughs> other than that, man, just enjoy myself. And uh, hopefully got a few more upgrades for the show on the way. I would like to get a, would you call it again? It was a ring light. Yeah, it's a ring light. Ring light? All right. Yeah, I got to get one of those. Overhead uh, ring light. Overhead ring light. <laughs> it, yeah. it, might, it might even say like selfie ring light or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I well, I Okay, so I was <laughs> looking at the selfie like, ones, but I yeah, feel like the selfie ones were smaller. <laughs> well, this, so, like, this, one, this one's the one I showed you. It's a pretty good size, and it said selfie on because it has this little phone holder that goes in the middle. Oh, fair I enough. I not have that. <laughs> Ooh! Mm. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, no, other than that, man, I uh, enjoyed this movie, and I actually – did enjoy it and i know i've kind of shit on the other two hellraisers when we reviewed them but no this is a fun one no i think you i think you liked the second one it was the first one you didn't No, like. the second one i did enjoy yes but this the one i felt i enjoyed one more. More. this this one is a pretty fun movie and you know what i think even you you gentlemen told me when we reviewed the first one that i would much prefer this one yeah just from going off of styles and shit but other than that man just enjoy myself chad how you been brother I've been well. I haven't been doing much. We had a nice little four-day weekend off from work. Um, let's see. What did I do? I just hung out with the family, stayed home on New Year's Eve like we always do, rang in the new year with the wife and kids. Uh, other than that, just played some Assassin's Creed Valhalla. TJ's uh-huh. dancing around like a sexy stud back there. Oh, <laughs> Got to get them Jimmy legs out. That's right. Uh, shake did, it. I don't think I really did much of anything else. You know, just kind of hung out. Clean house. Nice. Yeah, What's up, Chelsea? I don't really Howdy. think. Jobber is a nickname of mine. <laughs> that, so, okay. 
in order that to explain- on the show it confuses things because yes that's yeah, why right. i'm like huh uh yes so if you take my name it's john robert and so oh, it, my cousins oh. and everything else used to always call me jobber and yeah just kind of went from there <laughs> sorry you upset steve right. he wanted short shorts you gotta wait until the rest of the leather comes in for the humongous cosplay Ooh. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yes, sir. but yeah other than that you know just watch this movie yeah pretty pretty quiet weekend here at the at the household got our stimulus check and it's just sitting in the bank i don't even know if i've gotten ours yet have you guys got yours yeah, I got mine. I think yeah. uh, yesterday, maybe. It's just going to go right into the savings anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Although. No. I might have ironically used mine to buy a giant neon sign that says Pussy Palace for the studio. <laughs> well, studio or bedroom? Nope, studio. <laughs> I only hope it was a buy one, get one free, so you could have just had one for both. Yeah, it'll be behind me in about two weeks. I told <laughs> him. Is it neon pink? Me. Please tell me it's neon It's pink. neon red. It'll be blue. It'll be like a jello thing. I really hope you're not kidding. Oh, I'm He's not kidding not. at all. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people I'm, on, I'm excited. That made my night. I can't wait to you see. You know, that. some people have on air signs. I have declarations of <laughs> If you guys look in the group chat, uh you can see a picture of said Pussy Palace uh chat uh well sign. Uh but yeah. Oh. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I, I believe my lovely fiance is watching because uh, she's oh God, reacting. How, to... how big is it? Relatively speaking, about how big oh, is it? Oh, 14 size? by 8. Inches. Okay. Yes. That's not bad. That'll look good back there. Yeah. And, yeah. I also oh, yeah. found, well, I guess since I kind of transitioned into the Pussy Palace thing, I'll I take love away. it, dude. Before Bobby, right? Before well, Bobby, it's going to give off like, the time, best, all right? Like nicest, I, like lighting, dude. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't get over it. <laughs> I have a, I'm getting this light that mounts on my wall. That's an RGB light, so it's called a wall washer, and it will wash the wall in solid color. So I'm gonna mount, I'm gonna mount that and put put blue, and have my 5600K light do red. So I'll have Jallo lighting and the neon light back there that says Ooh. Pussy Palace running on every fucking stream. So I'll have movie quality Jallo lighting with a neon sign. Does it get better than that? That's good. And then also this week, I was man, me and Corey Kaufman tag team this. And we managed to find a screen matched Evil Dead 2 tape recorder. And I got it. It's in working condition. We got matching tape reels. So that's going to be up there in a couple weeks. I made room, as you can tell really yeah so i'll have that that's going to be an awesome piece to have and then i got a couple movies in i'm not going to do movie time i'm going to wait until the rest of my movies get in <laughs> movie time and then uh i'll do like a like a movie haul video because i'm getting like a bunch of Jallo and dario argento films in. i kind of want to talk about them individually as i get them but i started watching this crazy black cat movie from 1989 today and it is it, vomit there's green vomit <laughs> it is nah, absolutely right? insane it it's like is the it most like poorly edited film vomit? ever huh is it like pea soup vomit yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. it's like that's the only kind of vomit that is but a little bit else little behind the scenes stuff you guys couldn't tell things are a little bit different here on the gordon moore stream we are live on facebook youtube and twitch things Ooh. are definitely in 1080p now we got a little different layout going on here, a little bit different functions. So I hope you're enjoying the upgrades. I told you the new year will bring up a new uh, 
new level of uh, quality. And here we go, baby, delivering as always. So let's shift things on over to Bobby Amon. Hi, that's me. <laughs> Poor neglected Bobby. <laughs> ah, Never. It's, it's bad that no, I'm kidding. Uh, I had a four-day weekend, much like Chad down there. So I was just chilling, hanging out with friends, watching some new horror movies that uh, came out recently. I watched on Saturday that movie, uh, His House, yes. on Netflix. I recommend it. Please check it out. It actually is a very good film, I feel. The well done and definitely original to a good extent. So I would check it out. Pretty creepy. Nice. And of course, I watched this beautiful film. Now, I did like it. But there's just small things that kind of made me mad. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Uh, it just ah, it's more continuity and like that kind of shit. So, but Milo, we, share away, brother. Shot, we, well, yeah, right? Share away. You don't ever have to it. ask about that. Get into it. Can't start with that. John, but, John, real um, quick. What? Did you get the new Mountain Dew, the watermelon yet? No, I have oh. not. What about the Doritos? The three oh, yeah. Doritos back? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I've been looking for them. I haven't found them yet, but I'm looking Me for too. them. Me too. Good, man. Question. Actually, uh, can you guys send me the show notes? I don't have them. Chad, do you have them? I don't know. You should. I usually I, get your email, but I don't. I didn't get it. That is so weird. Let me send it again. I'm like, that's why I've been like looking really hard over here at my laptop. I'm like, where the <laughs> fuck are these things, dude? I can't find them in my docs. Hey, hey John. You know what would help with that? What's up, buddy? A laptop mount. I mean. Well, I mean, I do still have some Christmas money. I mean, uh, I could send you a link, brother. It's like 60 bucks, and it's yeah. a great investment. Okay, did buddy. Did my wife me. yell at you already for that to not give me ideas? She did. <laughs> no. She's going to watch she this and better. start screaming at her phone. She knows better, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. She might be right now, dude. Probably. <laughs> Sarah's watching. She's nice. messaging me. So. Hi, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> She's probably like, you're not getting it. Hey, Bobby, talk about that shirt you're wearing. Oh, oh. You're wearing. oh yeah. See here, everybody out there watching with my big chest. Uh, Gorn oh, T-shirts. You know where you got to get it because we're going to have to find out later when we put in our beautiful sponsors part of the show. Don't look like an not asshole. Don't look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Get one. Yes, sir. Yeah, you, you want to look like a sexual Tyrenosaurus. Tyrenosaurus. Just like me. <laughs> Whoa, you got the double bicep today. It's been That's a while. Right. right? Well, 2021, got to start the year off the right way, you know? There yeah. Right now. But other than that, it's uh, actually been a nice, quiet weekend. So I'll take that to bring in the new year. TJ, take it away. Okay, guys. So to start off 2021, we got a banger of an episode for you today and that is of course hellraiser 3 hell on earth from 1992 directed by anthony hickox formerly director of waxwork one and two correct Jeff? yeah i know he did two i don't know if he did one maybe he did one i'd be yeah you're right written by peter atkins who wrote the first hellraiser and tony randall who directed the second produced by lawrence mortorf is that correct mm-hmm. mortorf okay starring terry farrell from star trek as joanne Summerkill, Doug Bradley, Pittsburgh native, as Pinhead Captain Elliot Spencer. Not, not in native, but he does live there now. N- now that he lives there. Yes. Ah. Paula Marshall as Terry Dreamer, Cenobite, Skinless Sandy. Say, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Kevin Bernhardt as J.P. Monroe, Pistonhead Cenobite. 
Ken Carpenter as Daniel Doc Fisher, camera head Cenobite. Peter Adkins as Rick the Barman, Barbie Cenobite. Amy Lay as Sandy. Brent Bolthouse as the DJ Cenobite. Eric Wilhelm as CD Cenobite. Robert Hammond as Chatterer Cenobite. Clayton Hill as the Priest. Peter Boyten as Mr. Summerkill. Music by Randy Miller that is completely drowned out by the sound effects in this film. Cinematography <laughs> by Jerry Lively. Edited by Christopher Sibeli. James Hickox. Distributed by Miramax. Released September 11th 1992 baby this is weinsteined up runtime of 93 minutes <laughs> midgets <laughs> budget of 5 million gross 12.5 million. million million in chad i actually can do it with this software all right i see this this is gonna be great let's roll that beautiful beam footage baby in hellraiser one clive barker showed you his vision of a private hell in Hellraiser 2, he took you on a journey inside the Inferno. <laughs> now, the terror returns in mankind's final confrontation with evil. And this time, it's going to be Hell on Earth. Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. Talk about oh. Jason Goes to Hell font, huh? I don't oh. think I've ever seen that, that preview before. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Sweet. That was the first one that popped up for me. That's a lovely preview. What she said? Or the TJ thing? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> uh, True. Fair enough. Sorry. So I think we can hear from an Australian fuck here real quick. Yeah. Back once again to fucking review these great fucking movies in the new year. And I just want to say a massive thank you for having me back again. Because this week we are reviewing a fucking favorite of mine. Hellraiser 3, Hell on Motherfucking Earth. Now, <laughs> I don't think that was the exact first film I ever saw. But it was close. That, that might be the Australian that, title. It might be. That I'd ever seen with my brother. So this has created nothing but good memories. So every time I watch it, I think about those times. In saying that, we're not here to talk about that shit. We're here to talk about the fucking film in hand. 
And we'll start off by saying that opening scene, Dutch tilts, lighting, fucking head explosions. The kitten caboodle had me sold in fucking 10 minutes, you know? <laughs> fantastic stuff, fantastic stuff. I will say, yes, there are some fucking minor plot holes in this film, but at least we're still getting an origin story as well, set mm-hmm. past, present, potentially future. In saying that as well, I'm going to say that this had some very creative monster designs that serve under Pinhead in this film. It had Maximum Carnage, which I fucking love, <laughs> but I will also mention the kick-ass fucking soundtrack. You know, this film has a fucking awesome soundtrack. <laughs> Heavy metal in- introducing a classic cover by Motorhead, you know. Now, the lighting, the lighting of this film is great. (laughs) Uh, Especially there's one scene, the candlelit room with all the dead bodies. I think that is fucking sinister and showcased extremely well, especially with the shadow play of, um, with the top. And this actually has a fucking hint of German expression films in this film. I will not be surprised if the director comes out and says German expression films inspired this in the cinematography department. But in saying that, um, yeah, I, I, I lo- the love for this film is fucking endless for me. I, I, I love it. And I honestly think it is the best in the franchise. Fight me for it. I don't give a shit. Gore and Moore score I'm going to give to you today is a solid 4.2. Nice. Okay. 4.2. Um, yeah, so this is your DKB signing out. Wishing you a happy new year for use for the guys that are, for the Gore and Moore guys, for the people watching. Um, and in saying that, yeah, this is your DKB signing out. So I'll well, look forward to next week. Cheers. Ah, <laughs> uh, he always gives a very colorful review, doesn't he, boys? He Love does, it. He does. Can we talk about how smooth the transitions are in this new software? This is fucking <laughs> mint. This is wonderful. This, this is, is this is worth the fucking money. <laughs> is this your first time really getting to like honestly play with it? Oh yeah, this is the first stream. No, I know, but I mean, like, you probably don't even get to play with it too much. Oh like... yeah, you can't do all this whenever you're without being live. So it is. Yeah, this is great. So if you guys, if the audio quality is the same or better. Or any different than the previous stuff. Yeah, let us know. Uh, how do you feel about the new software? What, what what would you like to see added? I mean, we will have an intro soon. We just got to make one that fits the new software because we have limitations. I wouldn't say limitations. We have things that are different than the last one. We can't. Yeah, just, we just we just don't know what we're doing yet. Yes. <laughs> we'll we'll get it figured out like we always do. You'll get that two sweet countdown at the beginning until. Uh, we can get that figured out. I, I will. I will say. I personally am noticing a huge difference in the video quality. Yes, There's that a is big difference right yeah. away. Like the minute I came in, just a, a big difference. Mm-hmm. So, guys, uh, I'd say we can get on uh, with our feelings on yeah. this film. Actually, no. Let's let's run down the plot. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do that. Yeah. Whose pick is this? Technically. Uh... Well, technically, it's a threequel, so... Well, who did last week? I don't remember. I believe I did, because... Was it John? Yeah. I think Take so. it away, Chadwick! <laughs> All right. <clears throat> there is no good, there is no evil, there is only flesh. 
a nightclubber is dragged into an emergency room, trailing bloody chains hooked through his skin. When his body is torn as if by an invisible hand, a young television reporter, Joey Summerskill, witnesses the horrific event. Smart and ambitious, Joey sees this as a breakthrough story and tracks the victim's girlfriend, Terry, to a trendy nightclub called The Boiler Room. Terry reveals that the chains emerged from a small puzzle box, which is linked to a mysterious, intricately carved pillar that is the possession of hedonist nightclub owner J.P. Monroe. Contained within the pillar, Pinhead seeks to free himself from the sculpture and harvest human souls. When J.P. accidentally spills a few drops of blood in the pillar, he releases the imprisoned soul of Pinhead and unleashes hell on Earth. I like it. Nice. It's a very good description. It sums it wonderfully. Yes. So, uh, well, this was definitely my first time seeing it. And obviously, yeah. you gentlemen are all fans to which you've fully admitted. This is uh, one of the films I didn't have to watch today. I was able to watch a couple days ago and just kind of like let it sink in because, mm-hmm. you know, I've watched it so fucking much. I got a sweet scarlet box set up there about it. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. This tell film, me. even though it's a huge departure from the previous two, can stand on its own because it cements the legacy of Pinhead. It's actually the first film in the franchise to actually acknowledge him as Pinhead. Yep. And honestly, it explores the lore of Cenobite just a little bit more. It gives us more than the the original four than we see in the first two films. Uh, I think that it kind of gives us a bigger universe of this weird Cenobite world that Clive Barker created. And I, I love it. Like, like uh, Brody said, the soundtracks kick ass. Oh, yeah. The characters are kick ass. The guy has some mean fucking vinegar strokes. All it takes now is a little sprinkle of blood. And apparently if you're running away from the weird dude in the column, if he screams, what? Or what does he scream? Stop. He stop. Stop. Yeah. You listen to him and you go back. So whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. You got to love it. You got to love this movie. I, uh, yeah, man. I like the uh, I first and foremost, I think the uh, my favorite thing was they brought in new uh, Cenobites into it, and I liked the style of them. They were definitely nineties s dude, especially with the CD player guy uh, <laughs> or the disc well, jot. Yeah, well, you got to keep you got to keep in mind. Pinhead made these with just what he had on hand. Too. No, I know, and that's awesome. Like, <sighs> I wish. I mean, the bartender was pretty sweet because he just was like straight up napalms all the time <laughs> which is dope but i don't know man like they're all i i just like the variety of them and it you know new era uh or was number two i 90. wish we saw the jp one more i wish we saw all of them a little more yeah okay it would have been nice to see yeah, if they all had a little bit more than a minute of screen you time. can blame that solely on this film being weinsteined out to fucking back why uh what was his what was his Cenobite? Like, I didn't kind of understand his whole, like, what the hell he got killed by. Wasn't he, that the... It was like rods. Barbed wire. No. no. JP was killed with, like, rods through the head with some gears on the end. But I don't know what the fuck it was. Yeah. I, I mean, it wasn't supposed to be anything. Maybe it was just supposed to be rods and gears. I don't know, man. Bro- Brody, you are right. The bartender was the writer of the film. That's Peter Atkins. Oh, really? Nice. Oh, okay. That's actually in my notes, too. Molotov. I don't know what his actual name was, but... So I just go, uh, no, man. And I, Flatulent, I, loved, I know, but 
I love that you get a full-on massacre. Like, I feel like that's what I've been waiting for. Oh, yeah, for. that club scene's fucking dick-stiffening. It's great. Yeah, and it's like, you're a little upset because you wish you got more, mm-hmm. but then they give you the pan-through of the after effect. And, and I feel like that more than just makes up for it. Of Like, like literally, when I was watching that, it, all it, I wanted to do was let the bodies hit the floor. And what's like, funny <laughs> is, is Pinhead showing up in that club really shouldn't you be that weird because of everything that's going Thank on already. Yeah, was a I was like, club. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like this dude shows up. Why is everybody like, oh, that, they'd be like, yeah, they'd be cheering for the time. Like, Pinhead you have kills these people for no fucking reason. There is zero reason why Pinhead kills these people other than to fucking do it. And that's... Well... Okay, keep they didn't in mind. open the box. No, no, keep, no. You, wait, wait, wait. Listen, keep in mind, this is literally just the evil essence of Pinhead without right. the soul of Elliot Spencer. So he's just like rampage. Yeah, he's just, just, this is just literally pure evil right there. Like yeah, he's a tidal exactly wave of bloodbath. Just wherever he goes, shit happens. And yeah. I I yeah, it was a good it was a fun movie. Um you got a lot more acting from um you know actually him in not makeup form. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> he actually he acts very well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got it in the second one, and I'm glad they uh reminded you a little bit of the second one just in case. Like it's been a minute. But they don't go too far into it, which I also like, you know what I mean? Like it's not like all right, we're gonna lose a lot of film here just remembering what happened but dude just even the war scenes like the gore they give you right there mm-hmm. if you th- it, like, the gore that you saw there there is an unrated cut that's even worse you see all oh, sorts, really you see all sorts of severed heads and everything laying about in the trench the nightclub scene is bloodier why can't we I get can the cool that. cuts the unrated cuts are they on tj's disc it should be and uh it was the original Paramount DVD, or yeah, the original Paramount DVD had the unrated cut, even though it said the R-rated cut, and the mm-hmm. unrated cut was released on VHS. But after that, it hasn't really been seen in America for years. No shit. Unfortunately, I enjoyed this film just as much. Like I, I did love it, but me being me, I had little things that I, I guess it's safe to say I nitpicked at, and one of them was overdubbing. And sometimes the cut parts, like cut scenes, like Five certain things longer. just didn't add up to me. And like, oh, you like, mean just like the way the scenes cut? And yeah, like up. when it kind of cut. And gotcha. then not only that, but what the ending where Joey's running. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on, pick up the pace a little bit here, honey. <laughs> you barely fucking moved. Like you should have been dead five times. Like. So little shit like that bothered me, but I did love the movie. It was gory. It was graphic. It, you know, Pinhead was wonderful. Everybody was great. It just those little things that I nitpick at. And I'm like, I wish you had a little time for a little better editing. And yeah, again, the, the I camera, feel the camera I want. That's my favorite because he fucking puts a hole right through that guy's head. I still feel like, like the things like the editing, like your problems with it. That's all. That's completely Weinstein right there. Yeah, terrible. That's, that's his interference. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, remember, I remember when this movie was being made and they were covering it in Fangoria and I was really hyped up for it and I always felt that it lived up to the hype. I always enjoyed it. Oh no, it certainly lived up to the hype. It's just the, those little things. I'm like, <clears throat> okay, I'll get over it. Like the makeup work on the Cenobites was fantastic. That's why I wish you could have got a little bit more screen time because it yeah. seems like that, oh. that money was just kind of wasted. Yeah, like that they all the got kind of one kill. 
Yeah. But when I was the watching this, I budget was, is held off for the uh, third act. Pretty much. I was yeah. wondering the whole time. I'm like, how are those Cenobites going to come back? And then I'm like, they started appearing as I'm like, oh, brand new. Oh, that's fucking sick. Okay. If there's one thing that I can really nitpick about, it's that fucking horrible matte painting they used outside Joey's window, apartment window. Yes. For the that cityscape. That was, was horrible. Shit. Even even by 92 standards, that was bad. The matte paintings in the thing hold up better today. Mm-hmm. I guess it honestly doesn't. It didn't strike me, but once again, you guys have seen it multiple times to where I was just trying to like take it all in at once, but hmm. All right. Yeah, I was watching it last night. I'm like, wow, that is a really, really Our bad city map. looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll say it definitely has it has the more 90s, so than normal. It definitely has the nineties feel to it more so than anything. Oh yeah. As especially and when you the see Jason it. goes to hell font. Oh, this was, yeah. Which is kind of funny because that predates Jason goes to hell by a year. Yeah. I think it was probably in production around the time. Probably. But just like, you know, I don't know. Her going into her house, dude, and like the crazy fucking shit in her walls and everything else. I was just like... that. Her apartment was the most 90s thing out of the whole... Dude, that brought me right back like like a fucking lasso. Just The wallpaper, the furniture, everything. Oh, dude, it was just hard 90s, like... Uh, I would yeah, even say that might even be like late 80s. Late 80s. Yeah. Actually, you know, you know what it was like? It was like early 90s Taco Bell. It's <laughs> <laughs> on early 90s Taco Bell. That shit was awesome. <laughs> and hey, they had it in Demolition Man. I'm going to call. Well, yes, but I'm going to call it right now. They're going to do some retro throwback where they're going to do that in like 10 more fucking years. Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. They will. There will be some weird, like, I don't know, like how 80s was like for the 50s, but it was kind of its own style. I bet there's going to be like a weird 90s resurgence. Yeah, because you're going to see like hasn't been, yeah. but you're going to see like a lot of like aqua kind of colors with like a bright pink neon overlay on top of it. Shit always laps every like 30 years. So I guarantee well, 30 years coming up. It is. That's what I'm saying, man. All those 90 babies just looking at that tornado. Yeah, Brody, I noticed that too. <laughs> also, real quick, the other thing that oh, I did notice that. that opening scene, how the fuck did none of them get a drop of blood on them? Wait, wait, what, you're talking about with the head explosion? Yeah. Why like did Joey was like, there, by the there was door, no blood like, in that head explosion either. Can I That's ask? I mean. Okay, like the, so, the, it's the little thing. Those little. <clears throat> was it supposed to look like concrete when it exploded, or was that just because of its like? We're going to explode the head, but we didn't have the blood effect. I That's what I don't know. Because it kind of looked like concrete. And I was like, well, maybe it's going with something like, you know, with the statue and stuff like that. Maybe. But I don't know. Could be. A little, like I said, just those little. That's where things. TJ would just like, you know, smack you on the side of the couch. Be like, you're looking too fucking far into it. Okay. And I'll be like, smack me in the head again. <laughs> okay, we could read it right now. Like he wants to just say it. Like, okay, so the scene we're talking about right now, what Brody said, this is gonna be for the audio listeners. He said, uh, the one thing that pissed me off about this film was after the head explosion scene, you still see the head still intact on the dummy. And that yeah. I did notice that because it's when right when she's leaving the emergency room, you notice yeah, that. and the door swings open. You're yeah. just because like, hey, I'm like, wait, was that head on there? <laughs> it's all right. But all right, now we're good. That's fine. Listen, man, I want that. I want Hellraiser three stunt show. I want that whole third (laughs) act 
Indiana Jones Disney stunt show style. No, you know what I want? I want Cabin 13 to make a miniature version of the Pillar of Souls. Yes. Ooh. Oh, hell I would buy yeah. the shit out of that. That Maybe. and the that and the green glowing thing from uh, Prince of Darkness. Yes. Yeah. You can make one with fleshlight and surge. You can call it the Pillar of Holes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think we could get something going on here. Guys, we get this between Cabin 13 and Project Ladder. There you go. Yeah, the Pillar of Holes, baby. Let's make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next thing you know, it'll be Pillar of Souls. Hey, you know what? If it sells one, then fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Oh, man. No, this was a fun movie, though. Uh, I wish we got more bloodbaths, but, dude, you know, it was awesome nonetheless. Like, you got a lot of different multi-kills right in the... Like, and then the fact that you see the dead bodies and how they were, like, you know, potentially differently killed, and you're just thinking, like, oh, what the fuck happened to her? Like, you know, and all that good shit. But, all right, so we uh, peek behind that curtain. They can yeah, I want to. I want to hear this. All right. So the biggest issue in the film was the black mask scene, which was actually my favorite, uh, which caused controversy in socially conservative North Carolina. Anthony Hickox had been refused permission to shoot in a real church, so he used a matte painting as a background for the altar. When the crew complained of sacrilege, Hickox told him it was no different than the countless horror Hammer horror films in which Christopher Lee as Dracula rampaged in churches. Fair enough. Fair, Fair enough. enough. Yeah. Uh, like like we said, this is the first Hellraiser to refer to him as Pinhead. Yes. So was he called that, was he called that in any other ones? Probably after. Who knows? I don't remember. I didn't watch. I really don't years. remember. I don't know. There's no good ones after this. So I would say I'm enjoying the series with you gentlemen one at a time here. So <laughs> I can't answer that. Yeah, we go to space after this. So yeah. Four wasn't terrible and had its moments, but after that, what was the? Hey, wasn't hold there on, a new one? Like Did you guys see those Ghostbusters leaks? No, what? no, but I. Oh. Tra- mm, do I want to? Yeah, I'm Can wondering. I- okay, Can so I- apparently the leaks are the afterlife takes place where Ghostbusters two never happened, and it was a fever dream that at the end of one they crossed streams and they all died and. Part two is purgatory and them making their way back to the to the real world and only half of them come back. <laughs> so we start this new one with Dana having the love child of the gatekeeper of the Rick Moranis character and her. And then that's the kid in the family we see. What? That She would be way too... I know it would have to be the mom, and then that What's would have to be the daughter. That would have to be the sequels. These are these are the leaks. I don't know if this is real or not, but this is what's being. Wait, wait. Being, did you get if you if you if you got these leaks off of we got this covered? It's fake. No, it was <laughs> it was somebody who said they saw an early screener and threw it up on Reddit. Ah, bullshit. I call bullshit. Well, okay. So here's the thing: we all know they always wanted to do Hellbent. Yeah. That would kind of make sense see i figure that's where they were kind of going with this regardless like i figured they were gonna just try to like pull that shit off um knowing Ackroyd, he's been wanting to see i don't know though because they said even the game was going to be canon in the games they have all the pack upgrades so i'm almost expecting them to see those in the movie at least 
even like a pan shot of at least once, at least once. So, but at the same time, they never showed anything from Ghostbusters too. So, yeah, no, it is that kind of kind of possible. Like, oh man, I don't. He said that's why there's no Ecto One A. Well, no, I always figured they just stored that at Ray's uh, Ray's farm. They they said that that explains it because they actually died in the first one. I mean, I don't know. I, I uh, don't know. I hate the fact that they cut out the Steve. Watch this come out and it just be a fucking retcon of no, everything they Halloween. Dude, they are not going to. Okay, so here's the thing. They're not going to retcon. And uh, sorry, listeners. I know this is a huge sidebar. But they're not going to retcon that first one because that's the whole, like, funniest part of how big that fucking explosion is. And then the fact that they walk away. It's not retconning. The same as what they did with Halloween. They're like, okay, everything that happened in the second one is different than what you expect. It's not true. This is Dude, the new canon. If they do that, I'd actually be kind of pissed. Yep. I I would be too. I would because like I know as many people do not like the second. And then one there's like a scene the in the climax but... where they go back and they find Spangler's notes and it like wraps everything up. And then they're like, oh, this is the solution. Oh my God, he knew all along it was her kid and it was weird. Yeah. I don't know about that. See, she seems like she'd be way too young. Right? Yeah. Because she's like at 11. You're talking about 84. Yeah. Like, like how that timeline makes no sense. No, especially, like, especially I, since these are like Spengler's grandkids. What if this is the, her kids? This is like the love well, child's kids. That I could kind of, I would, okay, yes. That's like I said, that wouldn't, because that would that have would to be that way. Everything. But, That'd be interesting. I so with that, oh, dude, would that be no? Because now I'm feeling like they're gonna treat like you're telling me the brother and sister are gonna be the gatekeeper and the no, and that that no, no. See, here's another thing why I think that might be total bullshit. Because as much as they pissed off the fan base with the remake, I don't think they want to take it even further. I see. I feel like they're trying to make everything. I feel like they're trying to make at least the movies and the game canon. They didn't say anything about the comics. No, they didn't. Because that would just be too deep, and nobody would know what the fuck that is unless you read them. But, oh, dude, I hope this, not. It's gonna I'm going to say it, I hope. That would be a bad, that would be a, be a bad if day. That, if that's what we got in the rewrites because of this, it got held back, I'd be so fucking pissed. <laughs> I'd walk out. I would walk uh, out. Say it right there. I'd walk so, out. So, Hellraiser 3, huh? Yeah. <laughs> back to that. Bad. Thank you. Let me get this fucking bad taste out of my mouth. Hold on. Okay, so, yo. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, during the sex scene between Amy Lee and uh, the guy that played J.P. Monroe, she protested at having to appear topless. This was resolved by having him place his hands on her bare breasts. Yeah. That was a hell of a scene, by the way. So apparently a simulated sex scene is okay, but just don't ask her to show her titties. Right. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was sweaty. Peter Jackson... He wasn't doing much either. <laughs> Peter Jackson was asked to direct, but declined because he couldn't see himself directing such a serious horror movie. He liked the final product, but added that if he made a Hellraiser film, he'd like Pinhead to get be whacked against a wall and have all the pins flattened into his face. He wanted to add some comedy to it. That would have been... I mean, 
I guess if you're going into the third one at that point. Yeah, we got the fourth one. Don't worry. Is the you said fourth is in space or no? Part of it is like the the and opening fifth. and the ending. And the only reason we're doing it is because Calzones is in it. I remember us talking about that. Calzone. He I think we watched something, dude, and he was so young in that, dude. It looked ridiculous. Uh it'll be fun. I want a Calzone. I always want a Calzone. Who doesn't? <laughs> Let that let that white goo out. Continue. Uh, okay. Although the character, <laughs> although the character of Sandy was played on screen by actress Amy Lee, the skinless incarnation incarnation of the character was played by a heavily made up Paula Marshall, who she then Lee did the voiceover screens. Okay. So Paula, Paula Marshall, the dark eyed, the dark haired girl that was in it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. oh. Um, she was delicious. Was it, was her name Terry in this? Yes. Yeah. After Joey sees the false news broadcast about the events at the Boiler Room Club, she tells Doc, she calls Doc and tells him to turn to Channel 12. While Doc is switching channels, we see the uh, cameo by the director, Anthony Hickox, as well as a quick scene from his movie, Waxwork 2. Hmm. Oh, nice. Those oh. movies are rad, by the way. Can't say no. that I've enjoyed them. Those are ones I've never seen. Same. I've, I've, I've always meant to, but never got around to it. Tony Randell was attached to direct, but the producers moved, removed him after they became worried that his vision for the film was too bleak. Anthony Hickox replaced him after a mutual friend, yeah. uh, Hickox a cast in Waxwork 2, suggested him. Clive Barker, who disliked Hickox's prior work, believed him a poor fit for the Hellraiser series, as Hickox was known for horror comedy films. When he met with him, Barker stressed that he expected Hickox to take the material seriously. Hickox, a fan of the series, agreed and used the first two films as a guide for the proper tone. Tony Randell directed what other horror film that I've talked about before? I know this. It was then copied a week later after I talked about it. That does not narrow it down. No. <laughs> Amityville, nineteen ninety-two. It's about time. Oh. oh. Hey, anyone want to take bets that within the next forty-eight hours, uh, bloody disgusting starts talking about Hellraiser three? I'll put ten dollars on that bet. Uh moving on. And uh, Doug Bradley said, although he worked. Enjoyed working with the production and the crew. Uh, he experienced discomfort in some of his scenes. Early on, Bradley had to act within the uncomfortable Pillar of Souls prop where Pinhead is trapped. This limited Bradley's acting to just his face and voice. He also said the makeup from Hellraiser 3 was his least favorite. They changed the makeup, so they made it faster to apply and remove, but it had the side effect of making it more uncomfortable to wear. Uh, mm. Bradley was also able to find an optician that allowed him to wear a prescription version of Pinhead's black lenses, allowing him to stay in character for much longer periods of time. Fucking a, nice. Anything to get the job done. Oh yeah, and when when you know he's the star, so you got to cater to him. Yes, you have to. Except for when it comes to the makeup, They're like no, fuck you. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> this is cool. Okay, Tony Randall, who directed and co-wrote the story, uh, completed the first draft of the, st- the story in '91. Uh, many major elements remain unchanged from the shooting script, but the barbed wire and CD centibytes didn't exist in the first script. Uh, the end of the screenplay has Pinhead and Elliot merge into one being, but following this, Joey makes a deal with him to be his willing bride in return for a successful life which would have given a completely different ending and would have completely screwed up any future 
sequels that we got, which might have been for the better. Uh, Subsequent rewrites introduced the CD and Barbie Cenobites, Pinhead's description uh, depiction as Joey's father, and a happier ending. The setting was made unambiguously American, ending the first two films' tradition of mixing British and American elements. Um, New World Pictures and Film for Futures. <sighs> Sorry, I'm a little tongue-tied tonight. Uh, production Ooh. company owned by Clive Barker and Chris Figg held meetings about a third Hellraiser film even before Hellbound was released. Barker had originally intended for the Hellraiser sequels to focus on Claire Higgins' character, Julia, which we talked about in the uh, Hellraiser 1 and 2 episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Higgins declined to reprise her role in a third film, and her character was killed off in later drafts of Hellbound. Other ideas included a story set in ancient Egypt, a follow-up to Hellbound in which Pinhead attempted to resurrect himself, and a building that functioned as a lament configuration, which, spoiler alert, is the ending of the film. It's the ending of the film, and it's actually shown in part four as well. Oh. Aspects from later two would make into the final script. During these talks, 20th Century Fox demanded extensive cuts to Barker's latest film, Nightbreed, an adaptation of his novel, Cabal, following a misleading marketing campaign from Fox that promoted it as a slasher film. Nightbreed underperformed at the box office and caused film futures to go out of business. No, Nightbreed is definitely not a slasher film. While it does contain a slasher, I remember the only reason the Decker uh, character exists Mm -hmm. at this point. And I actually remember the TV spots and everything that tried to promote it as a slasher film. Yeah. If you watch the Cabal Cut, it's one of Barker's best films. I'll stand by that. I enjoy it. Like it's been a while since I've watched it, but I do agree. I haven't seen it. I've, I've only seen the original. I haven't seen the extended or the Cabal Cut. I really want to see oh. the Cabal Cut. I think I saw the extended on Prime. Yeah, I've sat through the whole two and a half hours of Cabal. It's nice. Okay, and finally, uh-huh. Clive Barker declined an executive producer credit, criticizing the film's ending and low-budget effects work. After Miramax became involved, Barker says Weinstein asked for his honest evaluation of the film. Barker reiterated his criticisms and, at Weinstein's urging, came in to fix the film. In Barker's account, he was the one responsible for uh, Farrell's bondage scene at the end, additional scenes of extended gore in the nightclub massacre, and the CGI when Lee's character is skinned. Regardless of the extent of Barker's involvement in post-production, it was now enough for him to accept an executive producer credit, and the film was given a Clive Barker Presents banner. Additionally, Barker promoted the film alongside Candyman. Oh, no shit. Yep, same here. Well, thank God for... I don't want to say thank God for Weinstein, but thank, you know... Thank you, Clive Barker. Thank you, Clive Barker, Barker for doing what you do best. Why, Dean, you'll fuck yourself. You ruined Astia Argento. This was also the first film by Dimension Films and the okay. first and the first ho- true horror film to use CGI effects. Okay. Shitty. All right. Oh, yeah. It was there, a 92. There was. When did oh, Lawnmower Man come out? 94. 94, I thought 95. Okay. I think. Yeah. Okay. No, no. There is one more thing I wanted to add to your behind the scenes because Brody said it before. The song at the end is Motorhead performing Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. Now, he said it's a cover. That's not he's entirely right, true. He's right and he's wrong. Because he he's right because, because me, Ozzy did the song on his No More Tears album, but, but the song they co-wrote was written it. by Lemmy. No, it was written by both of them. It, more Lemmy than Ozzy. 
but they co-wrote it together. That's why they both have a version of it. Yeah. So it, it it's Ozzy's song with his writing credit. So it's a cover of not really a cover. I think the only reason it could be considered a cover is Ozzy's version came out first. There yeah, you go. But not by, by much. Year. By a year, not yeah. even. Is so, that all you got, Chad? Is that all Chad's got? Yeah, that's all I got. And oh, I'm kind of I'm kind of torn as to which version of that song I like better too. Uh, I, I, like, I like his voice fits yeah. it. Better. I think so too because that's the one I'm most familiar with. That's the one I've heard and, first. But nothing against Lemmy's. Yeah, that's like folks. All right, that's half a gore more for Motorhead, half a gore gore more for Ozzy. Yeah. So Johnny, you got a question? Oh man. <laughs> If okay, if you could pick, if what kind of Cenobite would you be turned into? If however, is a microphone Cenobite? Yeah, it would be pretty easy for you. Uh, wrap my head in guitar strings. Like wrap, uh, wrap me up in guitar strings and pieces of it hanging off of me. You All wouldn't right. be dumbbell Cenobite. What's that? You wouldn't be dumbbell Cenobite. Put that in too. Guitars, I feel like I would have to. I feel like I would have to be a bubbler. Uh, you like what? A bubbler. Machete. <laughs> yeah. That's like a bog stuck in his fucking head. Yep. <laughs> like you just rip them apart and you just shove them in there and it just smokes them and just. <sighs> <laughs> Chad, what do you think? I don't know. To be honest, I mean, I, I guess mine would kind of be like a, a variation of the CD Cenobite, but they'd be like. PlayStation 4 games. I don't know. <laughs> oh, there you go. The PS4 Cenobite. PS4 Cenobite. Ooh. Brody. Nice. Brody. <laughs> Cut punching Cenobite. I think that fits him perfectly. So wait, would he be punching cunts or would he just be a giant cunt? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. All right. These are questions we need answered. Yeah. By the way, uh, how, how great was that picture that Brody shared this morning? Oh, that, what people think life's like in Australia and what really is what life's really like in Australia. Wait, wait, wait. Which one is it? Because I've seen was it the one with Obi Wan? It was the what? Was it the one with Obi Wan? Yeah. Yes. I'm going back. Cunt. <laughs> that is, dude. And it literally is Brody. It's like, hey, look, it's little Brody. <laughs> Where are we watching this at, boys? Prime. Oh, yep. Prime as well, sir. Prime. Yep. Sorry, I'm going back to look at the photo again. <laughs> hey Chad, you uh you said that it's just the, the rated cut. That's what it said, but I think it had like a little bit more gore than the rated cut. I know that I know it's definitely not the full on rated cut because the full on rated yeah, cut at 97 minutes uh hold on. Uh 97 minutes for unrated and 93 yeah. for theatrical. And and the, the full unrated cut has a topless scene where they it shows uh the first time they go into the club and Armored Saint is playing. Uh, mm. The one, bl- the one blonde girl that's like on top of everyone else, she takes her top off. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, yeah, you know, get that. that's something that should have been in the film because I feel like all Hellraiser films should have heavy themes of sex. Oh yeah, uh, I agree. Well, I mean, I don't see why not. Is anyone there? Yes, we yeah. are here. Yes, we're here. We're here. Well, we're here physically, mentally. Yeah, yeah, haven't been here for a while. Douche of the movie, motherfucker. It's JP Monroe coming oh, at JP. you. Without a doubt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Didn't perform okay, well. now the hard question. The hard one. That's what favorite she said. kill. Ooh. Oh, dude. So many. You know something? The girl getting skinned 
pulled into the um that was a good one dude i liked that so i'll go with there's too many but i i'll go with that one that one's mine the skidding's cool i like the dude that gets the uh the cds i feel like i like the uh the head punch through with the camera cenobite yep mm-hmm. time for your close-up yep I think my favorite was the double impalement, impalement with the chain going through the one guy and into the girl. Oh yeah, that was a kind of a, a long, quick cut through the um yeah. The mat. We call that chain cucking. Chain cucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a new thing. Now watch, you're gonna go on Pornhub and I'm like, what the fuck? Pinhead's full bull mode. Uh, Milo, if you listen to that the Rabbit exist, Hole podcast way. episode three, I believe there is a uh, interview with. Robert England, yeah. I was about to say, you forget the name there. My mind went blank there, but yeah. It's this right. is not the show to do that. <laughs> uh, favorite, uh, best scene. Best scene for me. Oh, that whole uh, explosions. The whole Weinstein'd out third act. The fucking. I mean, the Michael oh, dude, That's show. a full stunt show, bro. Yeah, like, it's fucking <laughs> rad. It was pretty like. It's stunt show. Tell me it wasn't, please. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. If you want, uh, that was literally the third act of, uh, oh, what was the one you guys reviewed? I wasn't here for Deep Rising. Like, yeah. that was a fucking uh, stunt show. You know what I mean, dude? Like, ah, uh, but I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say when he comes in the club, man, and just murks everybody. And then it ends with, it ends with the uh, blood under the door. It was a nice, like, fade out to and you just hear the screams and chain whipping you're just like oh what's going on in there good shit that's what's going yeah. on yeah yeah uh, yeah I, I i i gotta go with the scene in the church the whole sacrilegious part of it mm-hmm. and that head tilts fucking rad bro I, Actually, I was yeah i will agree with chad on that that is yeah so That's I was really hoping the priest was going to end up eating that and then turning into some other like kind of Cenobite. <laughs> and I was just, that would have been cool. I was just thinking, I'm like, what the fuck is he going to turn into? Dude? <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of the most sacrilegious thing to be turned. Oh, into. upside down cross going through his fucking forehead. He just turns into fucking Epstein. He's like, <laughs> 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 or you just have him turn oh, right oh, into the fuck. devil himself. Guys, opening scene. Yes, of course. Yeah. Five minutes in, and already we have exploding heads. Talk about good head game. There we go. Right. Yeah, no comment. Exploding, there. exploding so, concrete heads. <laughs> best tits, hottest girl, best dick. JP, JP Monroe's good to look at. Kind of a douchebag though. Uh, Terry mm-hmm. Farrell can't go wrong, baby. Yeah, Terry was delish. I, I, I have two. The main girl and Terry. I like them both. A pedophile centipede? It's just Ned Flanders, baby. Keep going. I don't know. I See, I got to go between the, uh, the the girl, Terry, and the chick that JP was banging. She was really hot, too. And can I just say, I love how I love her one line, but you gave me a rose. <laughs> That's a lot like, of another one. And I was just like, yeah. And I was just like, man, this is literally the Bachelor before the Bachelor had. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm gonna give it. No wonder where they got the show from, but Ex- yeah, the right. Main, there you go. There you go. Terry. So Joey and Terry, those are my girls. Um, yeah, dude, Terry. 
And you know, normally I would have to say JP, but I'm gonna have to give it to the uh, the camera mu- camera guy just for the mustache. He had the you know, little handlebar for best dick. I got to give it to the uh, the bartender. The bartender. Oh, the guy who like just had the random like flaming drink as he like flipped. Yeah, around. I mean the dude is wearing like a tuxedo. Dude was yeah, yeah he, he was battling profile. That's true. He had that drip. So the next two ones are pretty easy. Score set the mood. Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever we heard of it underneath those explosions. Best song. <laughs> Must Hell we raised. say it? Absolutely right. Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Okay, favorite character. Mm. Can we change favorite character to favorite Cenobite for this one? Yeah. Pinhead. Ooh. I like still the Pinhead. <laughs> still Pinhead. Pinhead. All right. If I had to go, like, I guess now new original one, uh, camera guy, camera eye. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like him. Like, CD guy is cool, but the camera guy. Also, can looks- we mention all the Cenobites are all old technology? They're all dated now. Right. <laughs> yeah. They where's are. the VCR Cenobite, dude? Like, I will kill you with my standard definition. <laughs> no, no, you we need an eight-track one. Yeah, I, th- I, mean, I think I, I got to pick the CD Cenobite. I just like I thought he looked pretty cool. I mean, dude, that dude definitely died in one hell of a way to become that Cenobite too. What do you yes, get, like six did. CD, like, six or seven CDs in the face? That was sick. See, I was kind of hoping he was gonna like spit them out instead of just like. What's a modern one? Like, spit throw, or... What's that? Modern one spits USB drives. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would have yeah. to be a selfie camera. Yeah. It takes a selfie with you <laughs> and like sucks your soul into the camera. As we know, most people have done that already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm, favorite character. Favorite scene about yeah, I'm gonna have to go with uh camera guy for me. He just I don't know, I like the weird tubes and shit coming out of his head. Bobby, you give us a character for Cenobite? Yes, I said the camera guy. I mean, Pinhead, but yeah. then as new because they were original. <laughs> uh, okay. The camera eye. Okay. Fair enough. Chad? Oh, scary. So was it scary? It. Uh, not really. Mm, not for us. Actually, I don't even think it would be for... Now, the first film's terrifying. This one's not so much. Yeah. The, actually, the first two, I could say, yeah, you, you get some good scares. This one... Like this is get, early nineties Miramax slasher horror film. This, yeah, this one's a gore fest, which is not a bad thing, but but not scary. You don't they get mean, a skinned person like developing over the movie, like the patch yeah. mode demos. That's what it was, Brody. TJ, this is this is Miramax horror before Miramax ruined horror with Scream. There you go. See, I liked. Would we have three more years after this? <laughs> Milo, if you're talking about Tobin Bell, we can see if we can contact him on the Rabbit Hole Show. So, moving on. Uh, Where? Yes. uh, Does it hold up? Absolutely. It holds up fucking great. Yeah. It holds up great, but man, you can really tell it was in the 90s. Oh, Oh, yeah. It is dated. If it was edited much better, like the CGI, the CGI and mad paintings. Cheaping it so fucking hard. If there was a lot better editing and then certain pacing Again, and cuts, then yes. a year later, right? All practical effects looks fantastic yeah. today. There's no reason. There's no reason for it. No. no. Okay, but think about it. Jason was a bigger Ooh. franchise at the time than Pinhead was, than Hellraiser. Yeah, you're so, talking nine per versus part three. Yeah. 
and they and they just acquired. Yeah, but you're talking about a two and a half million dollar budget compared to five million. So, mm. just saying, guys. Wait, this oh, this was five mil. Yeah, okay. just goes to hell at two and a half. I I can't actually confirm that that's five mil because it's not listed anywhere. So I googled it. And the one thing popped up saying it was five mil. That could be adjusted to today doll- today's dollars for all I know. Fair enough. Like box hmm. office mojo, Rotten Tomatoes, nothing had their budget listed. Motherfuckers. So I'd say this is probably the last uh, Hellraiser film with good acting, I could say. I'd have to take your word for that. Chad? For the most part, except for, and you know, it goes the, the blonde chick that JP was banging. She was a horrible actress. Um, she was really bad. She was, bad. she was. Yeah, but that's why they were just like, you know what? You're just gonna be naked. Okay. And, what, uh, is, what is that? Is that a Brody's house? Is that a spider? Yes. That's fucking huge. He says, that's "Look at the size of this little cunt." That's what Brody eats for breakfast, dude. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> nope. I don't want to live in a place where deer want to fucking box you. You know what I mean? Like. Shout out to all our listeners on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. If you're new to Gord Moore and Project Louder, welcome yeah. to the Twitch show. I keep forgetting we're on Twitch tonight, too. Yeah, I that's know. new to me. Everywhere. Sweet. But well, yeah, acting was, acting was all right, I would say. Yes. Now your yeah. favorite. Did you like I'll the cinematography? Oh, boy. Okay, so... There we go. This was not as good as the other previous films at all. Uh, this is bare minimum bullshit. This is one of those films that just kind of did enough to get by. There, there's no films that there's no shots in this where you're like, holy fuck, this is pretty that, cool. That, that is true. Yeah. It, it just like the pacing's ass. So <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. Because the editing's ass, and that can all be attributed to the producers of this film. I think that, uh, yeah, they could have done better, especially for a franchise that is artistic as this. Sadly, I think I think one of the best shots in the entire movie is the very last shot where it shows, shows the lobby of the building, and you see the whole thing is just a big lament configuration. That was cool. I loved that shot. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. That's very similar to the uh, Leviathan shot in Hellraiser 2 when we mm-hmm. get the uh, a full-scale mm-hmm. matte painting mm-hmm. of the Leviathan. Yeah. Yes. So wait, wait, question. You said that building was actually – they do have that building in the fourth one? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Kind of. A little bit. Uh, the person that it, – it turns out the architect of the building is a descendant of Lemmerchand, the – Calzone. Yeah. Okay. So he's a descendant of the guy that made the very first pinhead box. Oh, no what about that shit. premise, motherfuckers? We like this. Oh, no, yeah. Love it. I yeah. actually think it perfectly. I enjoyed that. The soul uh, gets stripped and he becomes even more. more how evil. about they waited to explain where the fuck the uh, pillar came from? Yeah, right. Really waited for that. <laughs> and then they give us a half fast thing that it comes from the mattress. Yeah, yeah. They were completely different in number two, but it was like, eh, here it is. They're they're just looking for another reason to get uh, Pinhead out of the mattress, well, out of the box, really, and, and into the into something that's a lot more accessible. So all it took was a rat head this time. So, and know. only two deaths to get him out of that thing. Like it wasn't. I thought it was going to be a lot more. 
Yeah, like the first one where he's rebuilding, it's like five people. It's like a Nightmare on Elm Street 4 takes dog piss to get Freddy back. It fucking takes a dog, a dog pissing fire. Get it right. Dog pissing fire, and it takes a rat blood to get fucking Pinhead back. You know what this is? You know, I fucking forgot about that shit. Dude. I'm gonna officially call the early '90s the cheapening. Oh, yeah, cheapening. <laughs> you went from a dog to a rat. By the way, I don't think it was the rat's blood. I thought it was, I thought it was his blood. Oh, uh, was it? I yeah, think so. it was actually both are fucking rats. Anyway, uh, recycle, rewind, or remake. We are gonna uh, rewind. Let's rewind it. Rewind it. As, as many problems as I have with this, it's it makes up for. It's fun. It's a. It fun is what it is, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's. Still, so you know what time yeah. it is? It's time to write this motherfucker, Bobby alone. What do you give it? Three point nine. Chat. I'll give it a three point seven five. The 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 badly dated matte paintings and bad CGI hold it back a little bit. Big Johnny D. I'm going to go with a 3-4, sir. And I'm going to give this a motherfucking thing about 4.0 divided by 4. And we got a Gore Moore score of 3.7. Not bad. I actually think that's very fair for this movie. Mm-hmm. I like it, but I think it's fair. That's very <laughs> fair. Hellraiser 3. Hell on Earth. Hellraiser. They used that was at one point part of our intro at the very early days. It was, uh, dude. I can I just say before uh, you guys brought me on, I used to love your old intro, dude. Like, oh my god, the, I got all those songs stuck in my head. Like the after like the fir- third or fourth episode, dude. I was just like, holy fuck. <laughs> it's good. Shit, early, uh, early Project Louder stuff is definitely a, genuine. I'll, I'll say that. I hate right. my own work, so I'll just I'll just say that. That's a Patreon exclusive. Go listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bobby. Uh, you know what else uh, goes along with this delicious network? Bobby, could you move that mic just a little bit, or maybe move your chest over a little bit? Yeah. How about some go. sweet? How about some sweet word from our sponsors? I can't do that. I don't know how to do that yet. <gasps> oh, we're going to sponsor right here, Gormore T-shirts over at Public. Get over there and become a sexual Tyrannosaurus Rex just like the rest of us. And if not, I, like shit. I thought he literally – dude, he was like this. I thought he was going to do it. I we thought he was going to do the – whoop the. I can't help <laughs> <my> headphones off. <laughs> what the Fair. <laughs> That's literally the only thing holding him back. <laughs> Now, if we do boy, this in person, I'll pull up Boy, you. Oh, yeah, you, you cunt. Oh, shit. You want to know why you look like a drop pie? Well, that's because you're not wearing any Project Ladder merch, you fucking goddamn lousy son of a bitch. I guess we can. How about you do us all a goddamn favor? Park up, pull your fucking head in, visit the website over at projectlouder.net, click on the merch tab, and most of all, tell yourself you're sick of looking like an asshole. Grab some of that merch, treat yourself to a nice cold frothy, and start being the mad cunt we both know you truly are before I stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Cheers, cunts. Hello there, creepy girls. 
spooky things in horror movies. Then Cabin 13 has the stuff for you. Check out their selection of horror-themed props, bins, busts, action videos, collectibles, and more. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to visit Cabin13.com and buy something, or I'll kill you! Marcio Charlie's Horror Costume Studios. Premium hand-sculpted latex masks, busts, and hoods. Everything is handmade and painted by Marcio himself. Be sure to check out his wide range and selection of products over at Facebook and Instagram at Horror Costume Studios. Oh, hello. Do you know about Project Louder? Well, let me tell you. Project Louder is home to 16 of the finest podcasts a nerd could possibly procure. They have a show for everyone. Whether you're into horror films, modeling comics, 90s kid shows, or that weird tentacle-filled subgenre you search for at 3 in the morning. So head on over to projectlouder.net and treat yourself to something truly exquisite. Oh, truly. Graveyard Classics. Horror-themed tees and posters, professional in-house screen printing, and clay prints. Powered by Death Style Art and Graphics. Go see what you can dig up over at GraveyardClassics.net. Come on down to Mask by Lance. Premium Friday the 13th custom-made hockey mask. Down there in Tennessee by Lance McKinney. Find him on Facebook and Instagram over at Mask by Lance. Go order one now, boy. My goal by the end of the year is to make actual commercials for each of those. Okay, TJ, I just messaged you to tell you we have a problem. Um, I'll, I'll just say it on here. Uh, our next episode next week is supposed to be Dawn of the Dead. Ah, I just noticed this, actually, and I was I can't really... find it anywhere. No. I'm... Dead. Get YouTube? out of here, really? Hold a 4K on. copy on YouTube. Wait, really? Which, which Dawn of the hell? The original. Oh, DVD, I'm good. 1970. Yeah, I got the DVD too, but you know, well, you know a lot of our our listeners might want to know where they can see it too. Buy the DVD. This is uh one of my favorite films of all time, by the way. Oh yeah, 1978 extra long oh, version. Oh, extra long version. Wow. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Two hours. Two hours, thirty-four minutes, and that forty-five seconds. Wow. Okay, there you go. Well, I know where I'm watching. All right. Next week's going to be Pussy Poppin', baby, and I can't wait. It's going to be a good episode as always. A very good episode. Yeah, man, I haven't watched the 78th version in a long-ass time. So Same. Nice. Uh, John, we need to do zombie makeup. Full fucking gray fucking Dawn of the Dead zombie makeup. Well, we got to go gray style. That's right. I was going to say we can't go. I was going to say I got a bottle of blood. I could definitely go over blood, but that's different. Hmm. Grayish blue. They had a little bit of a bluish tint to them, yeah. too. These are early. These are the best zombies. Maybe I'll go with uh, the smushed pie on the face. There we go. <laughs> yes. Dude, Bobby, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yes, you have a leather jacket. You could totally be Flyboy. I do have a leather jacket. I have, two, I have two leather do jackets. It. Do it. So I'll, I'll throw it on. Just remind me. I'll throw it on. So, uh, gentlemen, I will tell you, uh, not that this is necessarily gore more or anything, but more of a do-back discussion, but I did finally start watching The Mandalorian. I started and, uh, watching Guy. Yeah? Shit's so fucking great. I'm all three episodes in so far, and I gotta say, I actually really fucking enjoy it. I, I dig the uh, full western style and shit like that. Mm-hmm. When we're ready, we'll bring it back. Right. 
Hopefully. I, I feel like we should mention this uh, because of uh, we reviewed Taurus Trap uh, almost yeah. about a year and a half ago, but uh, Tanya Roberts uh, passed away. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. And the funny thing is, uh, I saw the uh, the guys from uh, Box Office Banner talking about it on Facebook this morning. Ah. And okay. I was just commenting on it. I, like, I was literally typing out, uh, I didn't know she died. And right as I finished typing that, it came up on the news that she died. Ah. Oh, shit. I see. Damn. Boy, yeah. The box office from that shit. AKA Midge from uh, that 70s show. That's too bad. Yeah. I also saw, I believe. I also saw MF Doom. I don't know if you guys know who that is or not, but uh, if you ever watched Adult Swim, you heard him a lot. But he actually just passed. MF Doom. If you ever watched, old, familiar. They they advertised him a lot on Adult Swim back in like the early two thousands and stuff. Okay. But yeah, he passed too. He's not even. He's not that old. He's about our, I think like early forties maybe. So, but. But saying that, take care of yourself, be healthy, yes. and if you're up to it, wear a mask. Uh, they did. They did point out that uh, Tanya Roberts' her death was not COVID related. So, who knows what they didn't say what it was, but it was not COVID. But to go oh, on TJ's, Scuba Steve, get better, bitch. Yeah, yeah Scuba Steve, Scuba feel Steve, better, please. please. You pale son of a bitch, Jesus! Yeah, Christ. the world the world needs you, Scuba Steve. And uh, speaking of math, I'll kill you myself. Go to uh, go to our merch, and every uh, every shirt we have, you can get in mask form. Yes, so, okay. yeah, you want to rep Gormore? You want to rep Project Louder? You want to rep the comics of Kaiju's? Go to Project Louder mask. Don't you? What's that, sir? Go to Project Louder mask, don't you? I do. Yeah. It's in my car. Fucking a. Mm-hmm. Anybody ask you what it is yet? Uh, I've had a few people, yeah. and uh, most of it started as, "What's that? Is that your podcast?" I'm like, "No, my podcast is part of this, though." <laughs> and then it goes on from there. Obviously, <laughs> yes, it's everything you want it to be. That's what I'm saying, man. I got to wear that with either my Gormore shirt or my comic shirt or my uh, Cundy shirt, or your birthday, or you just wear it with your birthday suit. That would be. Uh, yeah, just go to T Public and search Gornmore. Should come up. Yeah, speaking of the comics and kaiju's guys, that was a nice little uh, D- DC discussion we were having today. I couldn't really chime in too much because we're getting in trouble for using our phones at work. So fair enough. <laughs> I know I was. Uh, I definitely fell behind really fast on that one. Yeah, I, like, I stepped away uh, from. Yeah. Like, as soon as, as, soon as you start talking about the DC, it's like it blew. I up. mean, I, I love the Marvel and DC, but all of a sudden I saw the thing. I'm like, I'm lost. Okay. I was keeping up as best I could, but I was just like, "Oh shit!" Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I, I was trying to get, but no, I was trying to get them to. I want, I th- I'd like them to review the Thanos Imperative yes. at some point because uh, have you ever read it, TJ? I haven't. <laughs> it's pretty much HP Lovecraft with superheroes. Ah, okay, it's really cool. Yeah, Project cool. Louder is very heavy DC these days, uh, with people that like it. Uh, that just might be because of the people that are left in the company. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, dude. Listen, I like Marvel too, but I enjoy DC as well. So, yeah, I mean, the comics and Kaiju's boys are doing great. They just did a new mm-hmm. episode. Uh, what was it? S- yesterday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, uh, uh, yeah, Saturday, whatever day it was. They did what movie King was Kong, it? King Kong versus Godzilla, King Kong versus and Godzilla. um, and they did Flashpoint. Yeah, yeah, that was a great Ooh. discussion. 
they do a lot of talking about some pretty crazy shit that happens in Flashpoint. And if you're a fan of that, of uh, the comics in DC, that's that's that shows for you, man. That's Does, is the audio version up yet? No, I don't think it is. Okay, I'll be. I'll, I'll but you can still find it on uh, Project Louder's Facebook page and YouTube and YouTube. Yes, as well. Now. Oh. Question: uh, Is anybody familiar with Twitch? Do videos stay on there, or is it only by a stream basis? I so I feel like it's by stream basis, but I could be wrong. I'm on there and I follow a couple people, but it just pops up on their stream, and I've never actually gone back to see if you can look at their old streams and stuff. Mm -hmm. But doesn't Tisa do stuff for on Twitch? What about Hannah? Mm -hmm. Hannah, Hannah. Oh, Hannah does. Hannah does a lot. She would be our. uh, Uh, She changed her name. So I can't even plug her handle. I don't even fucking know what it is now. Oh, all right. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't think I noticed. Something different now. No shit. Yeah, so you said Dawn of the Dead next episode. George A. Mm-hmm. Romero classic. I should go mm-hmm. to the ball this week and record an intro for you guys. Ooh. If you have time, that'd be sweet. Yeah, that'd be Jeez. funny. <laughs> Something like the Bloodhook episode, but Dawn of the Dead themed. Right. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Probably don't put music this time so we don't get copyright pulled. That way people can still enjoy it. But <laughs> right. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of Bloodhook, I feel like every time that we talk about the hottest girl now, I need to add on, she's hot, but she's no Bev D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to. <laughs> she's no Bev D. I would yeah. honestly like to put Casey Anthony against Bev D for worst mother would be uh, ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think Casey Anthony would still have the edge. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. She didn't feed her Bev, kid to a bear. Bev D didn't like flat out kill her kid. Yeah, that's true. She's just straight up reckless. Yeah. <laughs> reckless endangerments, I guess. Is, she is was better. just hungry. For, she was just hungry for that dick, dude. <laughs> my, my, my favorite my favorite part of that is jogging for dick. Yeah. Literally, rolling for cock in the woods, roaming the wood, woods for uh, some rod. Uh, I she's honest, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> why the shorts are so short, she didn't have to take oh. them off, just flip them to the side and leaving the kid by the fucking lake. Oh, Bev D, what a slut! What a slut. Winnie the Pooh will watch him, he's good. <laughs> well i think that's all for this week's episode of the gore and more fucking podcast catch us next week for our review of dawn of the dead this is your host with the most dj bowser the lady arouser i'll see you next week stay frosty yeah this is your dark lord of knowledge chad Christman saying see you next time bitches this is your big fluffy big johnny d saying see you later gorehounds this is your killing machine bobby and moan saying kill you later